got my podcast going now. So, welcome along to Panic Attack with Big John. If you're on Facebook, this is Big John's conservative op-ed page. If you're on uh, any podcast platform, Spotify, the Anchor app is the main one I use. It is Panic Attack with Big John, as well as uh, that's the YouTube channel, Panic Attack with Big John. Coming soon, a uh, a Twitch page, a Twitch stream, and what else? On Twitter, it's at the real underscore Big John. On Parlor, it is the real Big John, all one word. So there's how you can find me on all the social medias. Remember to like, share, subscribe to the video. Let's get it on. So today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the three-ring circus that is about to be the Amy Coney Barrett hearings. So, when the president appoints a or nominates a Supreme Court justice, we've got to use the right terminology, the Senate sends it to the Judiciary Judiciary Committee, and that committee then uh, holds a hearing. Holds a hearing, yeah. Uh, it can last anywhere from several days up to a couple weeks, and I think Democrats will try to stall this out as long as they can. Um, Today, the Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman, Lindsey Graham, laid out the rules. He said he's going to enforce these rules, that this is not a test of Miss Barrett's religious beliefs uh, or uh, moral beliefs or stance on issues, which, mind you, before they are elected uh, or appointed... Uh, and confirmed to an office, a judge is not allowed to commit to a stance on an issue. Uh, And Amy has written a few uh, articles critiquing John Roberts, for example, his opinion on the... Um, on Obamacare. John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, uh, in his opinion, wrote that, uh, well, I don't know what how he wrote. She wrote that she disagreed with his opinion of the um, individual mandate. That's what I was trying to think of in Obamacare. And she wrote an article saying she disagreed with him and why. Um, But Lindsey Graham said that he's going to enforce these rules. Each senator on the committee will get 20 minutes to question her. 
uh, Kamala Harris said that holding these hearings in person was a uh, a germ pit or something like that, and it was going to cause an outbreak of uh, the virus. Uh, we'll get more into that later. But uh, Kamala will not be present. Um, Senator Ted Cruz was there via video chat, uh, as were a couple of other senators. I wrote down some notations I'll get into. First, I <laughs> I, I went for a clickbait on uh, the MSN feed, and I was like, oh, man. Oh, scary stuff, right? They're trying to paint this picture that Trump cannot win, okay? Oh, we get comfortable here. But this is funny. There's a CNN article here. Let's hope this works. It says, Joe, the headline is, uh, this was on the, the MS, the Microsoft news feed, okay? That's my browser is uh, explore, whatever. By, Joe Biden's polling better than any challenger since the 1936 U.S. election. Let me read you a couple paragraphs. And then explain to you why I find this hilarious. <laughs> Former Vice President Joe Biden is dominating President Trump in the latest poll. No, the election is not over yet. And Trump still has a non-negotiable chance of winning. Non-negligible chance of winning, pardon me. <laughs> but look through the history reveals... Biden is in a better position at this point than any challenger since 1936 when the first scientific polls were taken in a presidential race. Uh, then it goes on to talk about uh, ABC Washington Post poll Sunday. Biden leading 55 to 43 uh, margin of likely voters. Okay. So, let's look at what happened in the 1936 election. <laughs> 1936. 1936 presidential election was the 38th uh, quadrennial presidential election held on Tuesday, November 3rd. Quite the coinkydink, huh? This year's elections on November 3rd also. Ooh, spooky. In the midst of the Great Depression, incumbent, incumbent Democrat President Franklin D. Roosevelt defeated Republican Governor Alf Landon of Kansas. All right, let's take a closer look. Now, mind you, Joe Biden is polling better than any presidential candidate since 1936, and CNN is bragging about this. Uh, 
Landon, I guess, was evidently polling better than uh, uh, Roosevelt, FDR. Good president, in my opinion. 1936, the United States presidential election was the 38th quadrennial presidential election held on Tuesday, November 3rd in the midst of the Great Depression. Incumbent Franklin D. Roosevelt defeated Alf Butler of Kansas, the Republican. Roosevelt won the highest share of popular and electoral votes since the largely uncontested 1820 election. The sweeping victory consolidated the New Deal coalition and control of the fifth party system. Now, I don't know what the hell a fifth party system or whatever the hell that is, but this is freaking hilarious. The Democrats are bragging that Biden is polling better than anybody since Alf Butler. And Alf Butler essentially got his ass handed to him. Which is what people have been saying Trump's going to do since the Democrat primary, before the, the Rona virus hit. Uh, <laughs> and everyone's, oh, we're in a Great Depression right now. These are, pardon me, this is you now some of the worst unemployment since the Depression. Well, when Biden and uh, Obama were in office four, three and three quarters years ago, there was 10% unemployment and there was no virus. And we were told, well, you know, 10% is the new normal. That You've got to just get used to this. This is the new normal, you know. It's baloney stuffings. Republicans, get your butts to the polls on November 3, and let's make a landing out of Biden. Let's make him the next Alf Landon. Alright, now, here's Supreme Court fiasco in the making. Oh, Lord. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to watch this, guys. <laughs> So, my opinion, frankly, is Amy Barrett is qualified, and this has nothing to do with the Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare vote, coming up on November 10th. This has no bearing on the... Uh, November 3rd election. Trump is not trying to shove her in so that he can win the election at the Supreme Court. He is not trying to shove her in to get a win on uh, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, as it is properly called. This is simple as can be. Trump has been packing the courts, since that's the new catchphrase, with judges that Obama failed to fill, judgeships Obama failed to fill, he's appointed over 300, Trump has appointed over 300 judges, 
and this will be his third Supreme Court justice. He is putting in constitutional judges, which guarantees more freedom for all of us. I'm not talking Second Amendment. I'm not talking Roe v. Wade. I'm not talking Affordable Care Act. I'm talking when judges judge and justices judge on the law as it is written, we have more freedom. That's what that third branch of government is there to do. If the president signs or a governor, like uh, the one in Michigan, signs an executive order that is unconstitutional, they repeal that and then the law enforcement arm of government, like the attorney general, cannot enforce that law anymore. A governor can't go out and enforce laws. So when uh, the U.S. court overturned Governor Whitmer's uh, lockdown and uh, coronavirus mandates, she said, well, I've got 21 days to comply. I'll just wait it out and then find another way to do my witches. Well, the attorney general said, 21 days my ass, honey. I'm not enforcing this stuff anymore because the court said it's illegal. It's unconstitutional. So yeah, there you go. Uh, so let's look at what was going on at today's hearing. I already told you, I'm glad that Lim Lindsey Graham is in charge of this because if um, Diane Feinstein, the ranking member, that means she's the head Democrat on the committee. If Feinstein were running this, it would be a witch hunt on top of crucifixion, on top of a burning at the stake. But thank goodness, uh, I think Lindsey Graham will keep some semblance of order. Um, my expectations for, for today were the Democrats to be evil. And that's what I expect them to be over the next several days. Uh Mr. Graham, I already said this, but I'll say it again, said that each member of the committee will get 20 minutes to uh, talk with, and this will all be public, it will all be on television, and you uh, moderate feminist women, watch and learn, see how the Democrats treat a strong qualified woman who they just happen to disagree with on a few issues okay she's on record as saying okay they want to throw Roe v. Wade in our faces this uh, Amy Barrett is on record as saying she doesn't think the Supreme Court will ever overturn Roe v. Wade now Something you need to know, because Democrats are going to throw that in your face a lot. She, um, pardon me, if Roe versus Wade were to be brought back before the Supreme Court or a, something similar to it, and the court struck down the national right to choose, 
it would revert back to the states. So if a woman in Ohio, like in pre-Roe v. Wade, a woman in Ohio wanted to get an abortion. This is a secondhand story from a friend of mine, old friend. He's older than I am, I mean. He's an old man. He had a friend that wanted an abortion. It was illegal in Ohio in the, like, must have been, what, whatever pre-Roe v. Wade was, the 70s, 60s. She just drove to New York and got an abortion. Wasn't that difficult, you know? She didn't have to go off to Tijuana. And let me tell you, I, I pro from what I've heard, seen, and read of these abortion clinics, you know, some filthy, scroungy doctor's office where they sell, you know, marijuana and heroin out front in Tijuana and your abortion's done in some back closet next to the janitor's mop uh, is probably nicer than some of the abortion clinics I've seen here in the United States. At least the articles and pictures and videos I've seen. Um, I, I, saw, I noted uh, at the beginning, it was like, a, it was a live stream, so uh, the stream kicked on before the meeting started. And Diane Feinstein looked to be about a thousand years old. She needs to retire. Uh, she was plot. She's plotting something. Uh, she was talking, you know, to Graham before the hearing. Um, you know, they open with Graham making uh, a statement. You know, that, you know, he, back in the day, even Republicans voted for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, and, you know, that was a, a more civilized time in the Senate and Congress, he kind of alluded. Uh, but Ruth had multi-party support. Um, it, it was like not 90-something to two or three. Um, so, you know, just pointing that out, that this doesn't have to be a, a partisan thing, but it will be. It'll be a party-line vote. Um he then read uh, Amy Coney Barrett's resume. Um, <clears throat> Feinstein then alluded that she wants a fair hear a fair hearing. Um, and then <laughs> I jotted down some things she said. They all praised Ruth Bader Ginsburg beyond belief, and Ruth was a good woman a trendsetter. Uh, I don't know exactly what she did, though, to improve women's rights. I mean, she was only one vote on the Supreme Court, but she did lead by example, being a, a, a wife and a mother while going to uh, law school and being the only woman in her law school class. And uh, I think she even switched law schools because she felt the one she was attending wasn't challenging enough to her. And then she switched to a different law school, Ivy League, and finished top of her class still. So uh, no doubt Ruth Bader Ginsburg was quite the looker back in her day, by the way, and a, a good woman. I'm rubbing my eyes like I'm not supposed to. Don't, don't, don't find me. Um, so... Then I, I note, I made a little squiggly thing here. Um, whoops. Um, Feinstein brought up, you know, health care, 
if she this is quoting, if Republicans will succeed in rushing this nominee through, Uh, then that's they're doing it for the health care. Sorry, I <laughs> stopped in mid sentence there. It, the Republicans are doing this to uh, get the November 10th vote they need to kill uh, the Affordable Care Act. And by the way, 20 states filed a lawsuit against the federal government. This isn't Donald Trump, he and the White House jumped in later. 20 out of 50 states filed a lawsuit uh, to overturn Obamacare. Um, she said this is she's being partisan right off the bat. So how is she saying she wants a fair hearing? She said that Democrats will focus on the Affordable Care Act, uh, judges, can, and, yeah, and health care. Pardon me. Uh, I must have got confused. And anyways, so Feinstein says, Diane Feinstein, Senator, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, said that the Dems are going to focus on the Affordable Care Act and health care in general. Um, key note is each senator had a, a blown up picture or two of people who claim that their lives were saved because they were able to go on the health care exchange and get health insurance at a, an affordable rate. I don't know if they had these people's permission to do this, but that's, I mean, they, they must have in order to get the stories, unless they were just lying, which is all, totally possible. Um, I noted here again, judges cannot legally answer questions about specific issues. And they're essentially going to try to trap her into saying, this is how I would vote uh, as a Supreme Court justice on this matter. And they do have, you know, her descending opinion, uh, an article she wrote disagreeing with Chief Justice John Roberts' opinion of the individual mandate of national health care. Now, how she knows that question's coming, so she's got time to prepare for it. But what she's not prepared for is the Democrats are personally attacking her, saying these people will not be alive if you vote on November 10th to overturn the Affordable Care Act. So uh, right away I said, uh, Dianne Feinstein's already being a partisan a-hole. Um, then Republican Grassley had his opening statements. Each senator on the House Judiciary Committee got to make an opening statement, and then they broke for lunch. A few more senators made their opening remarks and then I kind of fell asleep, but uh, I think Amy was allowed to make her remarks or her, she'll make her opening remark tomorrow then if it wasn't today. Um, Grassley said the Dems will try to dig up dirt and 
you know, blame Barrett for the demise of the Affordable Care Act. He said that Barrett is good because she adopted kids. kids something help can't read my own writing oh he said she's a good woman because she adopted children something that he promotes nice if I could read my own notes huh guys Uh, so he applauded her for being uh, an adoptive parent of two Haitian children man that's more than an adoption that's rescuing I mean at best, these youngsters would have lived their life in abject poverty. I mean, beyond poverty, I'm talking like subsistence level, you know, uh, life. And they were very happy, smiley children. Uh, it was difficult to see her facial expressions because she's wearing a mask, but she kind of just sat there slumped down in her chair like you people are really doing this to me you're really saying I, I, I hope this woman comes out swinging and knocks the teeth figuratively out of every democrat on this this panel um, Grassley went on to say you know the left likes to attack GOP nominees and essentially run a smear campaign He said that Grassley said the Democrats last Grassley said that the Democrats will ask specific questions about cases and policies that judicial candidates cannot answer. So you're going to see a lot in the media this week where they say Amy Barrett dodged the question. She didn't give a direct answer because it's illegal for her to do that. Judicial candidates. Again, I repeat, cannot take a stand on an issue, even if they're a presidential nominee, which makes them a quote unquote candidate before the Senate and this committee. She cannot commit to a stance on an issue. And that's where the Democrats are going to try to trap her. And the media, you're going to see it all week. She refused to answer questions. She refused to give a direct answer. It is illegal for her to do that. Already getting my, my brain hurting. Getting the brain pain, Mr. Coach Klein, as Bobby Boucher's mama would say. So then came POS Patrick Leahy, a filthy Democrat. I think he was on Skype or something. Um, He said that this is too close after Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. That is not in the Constitution. Doesn't they could have? held this hearing on Ruth Bader Ginsburg's grave as she was being lowered into the pits of hell. Okay? If they wanted to. 
when a Supreme Court justice retires or passes away, and I apologize for being ignorant about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. That's not nice. Um, but they don't have to wait any set amount of time. Okay. Um, Leahy said that, you know, the president should be focusing on a COVID bill. But, you know, we're in the midst of the president's plan to, uh, you know, eradicate the virus. He is, uh, you know, he himself got in a, a very recently approved therapy, uh, which is why his virus uh, stint in the hospital was so quick and he recovered so quickly. Uh, a lot of people are saying we're, you know, Vaccine companies are in the third phase of clinical trials, which means they're set to go for FDA approval uh, or getting close to, pardon me, FD, asking for FDA approval and presenting their evidence that this vaccine works. And they're actually producing the vaccines because they're working so well in clinical trials already. Once the FDA approves it, they can start shipping it out. That's what this Operation Warp Speed is. So the liars like this Leahy, Patrick Leahy, one of the most liberal senators in history, the lies that he's telling you that there's no plan for a, a virus relief. You know, Trump is on record saying, send me a bill that's, that says send out $1,200 checks and I will sign it immediately. But the Democrats are throwing into this virus relief bill, they're throwing in there things like a post office bailout, nationwide funding of vote by mail, and, and other things that have nothing to do with the virus. Okay? Um, Leahy, the POS, went on to say the GOP is rushing this because there's an Affordable Care Act vote coming up. <coughs> And then, uh, I, I made a note here because they had the Democrats hadn't gotten into this yet, but I said, Why to myself, why are there large portraits of people near or behind some senators? And then, uh, I figured it out the Democrats plan to hold up and show pictures of people that were helped by the Affordable Care Act, as I mentioned before. Um, this is where I really felt Leahy crossed over into POS territory. Um, Leahy said, Vermonters are scared of your nomination. You will turn the clock back on the Affordable Care Act, women's rights, workers' rights, LGBTQ rights, one single solitary Supreme Court justice is going to send us back to the future of the 1950s. She must have Marty McFly and Doc Brown's DeLorean. She's taking us all back to the past. A woman is going to bury women's rights right in the grave next to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I hope they don't go to hell with her. So, uh, 
I just put, you know, in my notes, this process is shameful and bad for America. The Democrats are really acting shameful and their ignorance is showing. Um, there, There is an article out there, like I've repeatedly said, where notorious ACB uh, wrote an article on John Roberts' Affordable Care Act vote. But that was one specific part of the Affordable Care Act where he uh, said that, I believe Robert's opinion was the individual mandate was not a tax and she disagrees with him on that. Um, Then we had Senator Lee. Um, He said that, you know, she is not being reviewed for a policy position. Democrats are politicking the court, politicizing the court. Uh, They want the one branch that is not political to be political. They want justices, and what he's saying is something I agree with. And I feel that, you know, this is how uh, we got Sonia Sotomayor. Um, They want justices that are the flavor, flavor, flavor of the dayer. That they are the, you know... The, the feel of the moment, spur of the moment, uh, and not judging on the Constitution, but judging on feelings, uh, thoughts and feelings that are popular at the time. And the Constitution already covers all of that. You, you don't understand. I mean, yeah, it's, it's perfectly constitutional to make a law saying that uh, you cannot discriminate against a, a, a gay person when it comes to employment. Right? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right there in the Constitution. All men created equal. And when the founders wrote all men are created equal, they're talking about mankind. Or now we have to say humankind. But they were saying all people are created equal. They just had a different way of speaking back then. And that's why we have a Supreme Court to interpret that. The Supreme Court justices uh, can go back and look through documentation of the debates and uh, what the founders wrote in in their side notes uh, leading up to the Constitution and then come to a conclusion, oh, this is what they meant by all men are created equal. They meant all mankind, all humankind, all human beings are created equal. So then we had another POS, uh, Senator Whitehouse, <laughs> that's rather ironic. Uh, he said, you know, he brought the virus. He said, you know, the praises of RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, he said the Trump White House super spreader event. That's what they're now calling uh, this woman's nomination ceremony in the White House garden. Uh, when Amy Coney Barrett was uh, officially nominated by Trump, he had a big ceremony in the White House garden. Many people at that ceremony did catch uh, the virus, and the Democrats are using that against uh, ACB, saying that she, you know, somehow is at fault uh, 
for all, like 11 people catching the virus uh, and tr that attended her event. There's no contact tracing yet that traces it back to that event that I know of, but 11 people that were there were later diagnosed with the virus, so the Democrats are calling it a super spreader event. And we had Ted Cruz. And this is a, an odd thing for me. Um, Ted Cruz very much Pardon me, I gotta get my stogie stoking here. When Okay, pardon me for taking a cigar break here. When the uh, GOP field start, first started to form and Trump hadn't gotten in yet, Ted Cruz was my candidate. I picked him to win the nomination. And uh, in the primary, I supported Marco Rubio. I jumped off the Ted bandwagon and got on the Marco bandwagon. And both of these senators have been great allies of the president, taking one for America, showing their true patriotism. You know, Ted Cruz was the one that <clears throat> President Trump referred to as lying Ted. And yet, he's put that aside and made amends uh, with the president and they now work together. And Cruz summed it up best. I only have like four words here. He said, you know, we're, he said that Barrett's credentials are impeccable. She's very highly thought of by her students at Notre Dame Law School and her peers, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. She is the woman right now, just like I hate to compare it to some to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but just like Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the woman of her time, Amy Barrett is the chosen woman uh, for this job. Uh, she's the best person, uh, but she's what a strong, qualified woman should be. Now we come to an RPOS. Senator Amy Klobuchar. Um... Nominee will kill you of COVID, is what I put. That was basically Senator Klobuchar's uh, speech. She said that you know she had several relatives that had the virus, that were very sick, and she talked more about COVID than she did about the merits of the court. Uh, she had pictures of people who survived COVID because they were on the Obamacare exchange. And she had pictures of a, a person with diabetes saying that you know, this person could lose their insurance if Amy Barrett was nominated. Or, pardon me, uh, approved. Her nomination was approved. That, you know, this person with diabetes is going to die if uh, 
Barrett gets uh, confirmed. No mention that you know diabetic medicine like insulin has suddenly dropped in price since Trump signed his executive order uh, overturning a lot of the price gouging techniques of uh, drug companies and that uh, drug companies hate Trump right now and they're running advertisements against him. Uh, but anyways, sum things up, um, you know, Barrett, uh, or Democrats, filthy Democrats, attacked Barrett on the Affordable Care Act, gay rights, Roe versus Wade, the election, and women's rights. Uh, they say that Trump, th this is basically sums up what all of the Democrats' filthy animals said. Uh, Trump appointed her to overturn the ACA, Affordable Care Act, and people's rights. Uh, they never talked about her credentials, which are, again, impeccable. They have not yet brought up uh, how she is judged on the Court of Appeals, although in her short tenure at the Court of Appeals, I've heard she's been very highly regarded. She's judged constitutionally, and her peers uh, admire her and uh, like her. But the Democrats didn't bring any of that up. Uh, basically, the, the Republicans defended her, attacked the Democrats on their attacks on Amy. So they attacked the Democrats back, which is good. Show a little spine, you sleazy little jellyfish Republicans sometimes. Uh, and then they talked up her qualifications. Um, after I wrote that, I thought I was kind of done taking notation, but then P.O.S. Blumenthal came in, and this is where my mom, he kind of got mad at me. <laughs> um, I was doing a live reaction on uh, the Big John's conservative op-ed on Facebook, and I, I guess I called Blumenthal P.O.S., but I didn't say P.O.S., I said the words. Um, Blumenthal asked... ACB to recuse herself from a case involving Trump's election. Uh, well, first she, he said, you know, she needs to recuse herself. Uh, you know, that he was saying that the election could go to the Supreme Court for various reasons. Um, so I'm not, he said that she needed to recuse herself. Uh, and later on, it kind of struck me off as cause I was writing, as I was listening, I think he meant, uh, cases involving Trump's election, but I'm not quite sure. Did he mean just cases involving Trump's election or does he mean she needs to recuse herself from the nominating process because his speech was very much, you know, hating on her, uh, she's being rammed through, uh, very, I felt very bad for her after this, you know, um, we've had a few controversial Supreme Court justices in my life, uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, conservative, the most conservative member of the Supreme Court, um, appointed by Ronald Reagan, was it Reagan or was it Bush? 
he may have been, he was appointed by either Reagan or Bush. I, I can't, I just came off the top of my head. But, um, <clears throat> you know, he had Anita Hill accuse him of something about a pubic hair on a Coke can. Uh, I don't know if it was, it, it just depends. Was it Diet Coke? Was it regular Coke? Or was it new Coke? Because you can never trust that new Coke. I'm telling you. It may have been new Coke's fault. But, you know, the Democrats come after these uh, conservatives full, full bore. I don't recollect uh, people going Republicans. Now, some of us on, I was doing a, this type of broadcasting, but in a different uh, platform, different style. We were essentially doing a, me and my buddy, we're doing a talk radio show on the internet. And, you know, people could call in and crap. Which I may do some call-in interviews here shortly. But, um, the matter of the fact is, when Sonia Sotomayor was up, I don't remember Republicans uh, getting as personal as the Democrats get. But, again, that's, you know, filthy Democrats and the uh, difference between... Republicans and Democrats, you know, um, so we shall see my friends. Oh, blessed be the tide that binds. Hey, thank you for listening. This has been another panic attack with big John. Remember to pray for one another. God bless you until we meet again. Bye-bye.